Before I get to my next guest, Chris Finn, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Positive Vibes Golf. Here you go, right? Another positive thing. You can find them online at PositiveVibesGolf.com. Give them a follow on Twitter at PVibesGolf. Their head covers and putter covers are a very unique way to keep your mind focused on positive thoughts because they're a great on-course training aid because when you go back to your golf bag and you see these head covers and these putter covers, they're going to put a smile on your face. See why I say that by going online to PositiveVibesGolf.com and give them a follow on Twitter at PVibesGolf. This segment of the show is sponsored by our friends over at Two Under, Men's Performance Breeze, the unofficial underwear of the PGA Tour. Worn by PGA Tour players like Ricky Fowler, David Toms, Jerry Kelly, William McGirt, Jason Kokrak, and Matt Everett, to name just a few. Your buddies are going to think you're a stud if they're even seeing you in your underwear, and that's a whole nother story. And your girlfriend and or wife is going to love the side effects, a visually enhanced profile. Their Joey Pouch technology provides the ultimate male asset management. It separates a man's most valuable assets from bodily contact to reduce unwanted skin-on-skin contact, providing less chafing, more control, and an altogether more luxurious feel. Start every round two under by wearing the coolest performance briefs on the market and use coupon code ONTHET20 to save 20% off your order at twounder.com. And that's the number two, UNDR.com. All right, now back with me and making his third appearance on the show is Chris Finn. Chris is the founder for Par for Success, and that's a number four. So go online, parforsuccess.com. They are a, a great golf, fitness, and physical thera- therapy company located up in Cary, North Carolina. Got an amazing look, looking facility up there. They can help you get more out of your game, and they can help you do so with le- less pain. And as a guy who deals with a lot of lower back pain, God knows I could use the help that Chris has. He is a licensed physical therapist and a certified strength and conditioning specialist. He is uh, Titleist Performance Institute certified, as well as being a uh, certified nutrition coach. He's grown par for success from being a physical therapy company that was essentially run out of the back of his car to now being into what Goldman Sachs once said was one of their top, you know, one of the 10,000 small businesses poised for growth. He's done a wonderful job and he's a great guy. And I'm excited to have him back with me again tonight here on Next on the T. Hey, Chris, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Chris. How you been? It's great to be on again. I appreciate you. How are things going up in North Carolina? They've been good. They've been uh, a little slower with everything going on, but uh, you know, we, at least the golf courses have been open, so um, those have been anything but slow. You can't get a tee time three, four days out now. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the golf courses are packed, yeah. If you want a tee time, you got to book it, you know, four plus days in advance. Wow. For your business, uh, how, how how are you dealing with social distancing and and all of that when you're trying to do physical therapy and you got people training in the in the uh, in the facility you have up there? Well, we've got it's been it's definitely been challenging. We have you know the governor here in North Carolina shut down gyms uh, probably five or six weeks ago. Uh, there's the gyms from a fitness perspective are actually still closed. So that's a was a big part of our business that uh, we've had to get creative and we we as a physical therapy clinic that's the other part of our business we you know technically are essential so we've been able to keep that open and and kind of it's been interesting as people are home more and playing a lot of golf <laughs> having a lot of injuries uh, people playing a lot more so uh, so we've been able to to you know keep that going and uh, we actually we started a a, a live stream home workout basically we call it par for success tv 
Uh, we have in the whole on demand with you know getting upwards of 100 different workouts and challenges that people can do from home. We've designed them all so everyone can do them at home. So we've gotten creative, and we obviously we have our you know, our custom online uh, golf fitness coaching that has been doing pretty well since everybody's at home <laughs> uh, and can't go to their gyms now uh, either. So we've been adapting, I think, like uh, just like every other small business out there trying to trying to figure it out and help people, you know, continue to stay as healthy as they can while they're home and, and dealing with everything that they're dealing with. And Chris, for, for those of us who either haven't been able to get out there and, and start to play it because, we, you know, the restrictions haven't been lifted uh, or those of us that have played and, you know, you know, pause got put on it. And, and now all of a sudden we've been at home for a long time and we need to start to get loosened up and get our bodies ready to play and, and not end up, you know, sore and down for a couple of days afterwards because we weren't ready to go out there again. Talk about some of the things that you are showing on these videos that can help us limber back up and get our bodies ready to play. Yeah, I think, you know, the number one thing for anyone is always going to be taking a look at, we, we kind of call them the four main rotary centers, or you know, basically in the golf swing, you rotate from your neck, your shoulders, your your spine, and your hips. And so a lot of times what we're seeing is, you know, people sitting at home, a lot of people complaining of Zoom call after Zoom call yes. all day at home. Uh, so, so, you know, if, if you're, you have increased sitting or, you know, basically the, the number one thing when you go out to play is you want to make sure that you can rotate in those in those four main areas. Um, so that's, you know, we actually we have the, the home assessment that, uh, that I always offer every time I come on here. We have the your own, your, your own custom link is parforsuccess.com slash next. Um, and you know, just for any of the listeners, you know, as a, as just kind of a thank you for listening to the show, they can go on there for free and they can download that. And that, that would be the first step to just check, check themselves out just to make sure that they, um, are able to actually rotate. Um, you know, then I think from there, you know, assuming that those are good, um, you know, then it's really making sure they're, they're doing a, a good warm up before they play. And I think the big thing that we see in terms of injuries, there's a huge increase in, the volume of swings. So swinging, if you usually playing once a week or once every other week, and now you're going out and playing three times in a week, plus maybe hitting some balls, you know, you're, you know, you're basically, there's a huge influx and that's, that's where we'll tend to see those injuries when you haven't been doing anything. And then all of a sudden you're able to start going out, you know, a lot, a lot of the States where you can't go out and play. And when, when the course is open, there'll be a, you know, kind of a, a dash to the, to the course. And it's really making sure, as much as you can, that your body is able to handle what you're about to go do, which is go from zero to over 100 miles an hour in a lot of cases and in less than one second and do that repeatedly. Um, so, so I think the first thing is always I'm a big proponent of assess, make sure you can actually get from point A to be from point A to point B in those particularly those four main rotary centers. Uh, but then there's there's a lot of ways to be creative in terms of keeping your strength up and staying limber, and um, yeah, I think. We tend to break kind of the workouts and there's a, there's always a mobility piece to it. So, you know, whether it's soft tissue work and rolling on a foam roller or a ball and uh, some stretching and then, you know, getting into actual some creative strength work that you can do at home, you know, with very minimal equipment, um, you know, household items and core work and um, just kind of keeping your body moving. So, you know, we've been able to actually see people continue to make pretty significant improvements and not only mobility and strength, but, you know, obviously what everyone cares about, you know, club head speed continuing to go up even with limited, limited equipment. So if, if you know kind of what you need, 
you know, the assessment is always a great place to start. It's, you can actually get pretty good results with minimal equipment. And it's interesting you mentioned some of this stuff, Chris, because um, we were obviously in shelter in place for a long time here in Georgia. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one of the things that, that I did to compensate, if you will, is I bought a you know big net for the backyard, you know, a, a nice patch of AstroTurf and, and uh, you know, would go out there at different points, you know, during the day and swing. You know, I try to do yep. some minimal stretching in between. But what I've noticed is I'm certainly swinging way more than I have in, in years. But now I'm mm-hmm. sore in my hips. Like, I, you know, I wake yep. up the next day, I can barely move because I, you know, whether <laughs> I'm, you know, and I'm taking, you know, probably 120 swings, a, you know, it's not a day, but it's probably every other day. Boy, I'm yep. I'm struggling like heck to get out of bed in the days in between. What can I do to fix my hips? Yeah, well, I think that's where you're not alone, Chris. <laughs> There's a lot of guys you know, talking to them on the phone, or we're seeing them, you know, coming in, and the same same kind of situation. And I think when when you're sore somewhere, the question is always, you know, you have to be kind of okay. Why am I sore there? Um, clearly, there's really only two options generally. Number either one, either you don't have the, you know, the, the required mobility in your hip to get, you know, all the way through. So you're basically think of driving your car into a brick wall repeatedly, drive it in the wall, hit, put it in reverse, drive it in the wall again, hit reverse. <laughs> you do that enough times, <laughs> the front of your car is going to be destroyed, right? So, right. so think of, you know, you're just running into a brick wall 120 times every other day. Like, yeah, you're going to be sore the next day. Um, so I think that's the first is like, you know, take the home assessment. Do you have enough motion? in the hips. Um, a lot of times where you're sore actually is okay. And there may be another area, you know, that is limited. And so you're overusing the area that can move to compensate for the area that can't move. That's very, very common where, um, you know, it's, it's very common to see like a hand or a wrist injury or elbows hurting and it's because of a limited hip. And so you're overusing the upper body and you, know, you can see vice versa. Um, so that, that'd be option one. Uh, if, all the mobility looks really good and you don't have a brick wall that you're driving into, um, then really the only other common issue is it's just your tissue is not used to that much load. So you, you, you basically there's an adaption period where you kind of have to get used to doing that much, but you can prevent that soreness the next day by doing some targeted, you know, rolling on a ball or a foam roller, you know, around the hips and the areas that are tend, tend to be sore when you wake up. Um, so, you know, I keep going back to the home assessment, but you know, that's the only way to know which one of those it's going to be is uh, really, you know, try not to guess. We, we, we like to assess and see, you know, if the hips are limited, then I would start with improving the mobility in the hips, and that probably helps a lot. Um, if all mobility is good, then we'd look at, I mean, we have a tons of tons of videos on our YouTube uh, channel. Like we actually have, we did a whole 20-minute roundtable discussion and on like stuff to do exercises to do during quarantine. And then we have our, our mini series. I think this is probably new since I was on last time uh, where we do kind of three to five minutes of actual like demonstrations of different stuff to do, whether it's TRX at home or, or body weight work. Um, there's some on like rolling and actually how to interpret the home assessment. So that'd be a great resource, free resource for everybody too, is um, definitely check out the, the YouTube channel as well. But um, you know, examples of how to roll out your hips and, and do those sorts of things. But, uh, but we definitely, I think the first step is we got to get you on the, take the assessment and then we'll, we can report back to the listeners on, on how you did. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. 
Um, one of the other areas, Chris, and I know we talked about this last time, but one of the other areas that a lot of us uh, really struggle with is lower back. I know I'm a guy who's got lower back pain. Um, I, I find myself, the, the, the only way that I can really get through a round of golf is I'm constantly sort of stretching, bending over and touching my toes and holding that yep. for 20 or 30 seconds to kind of get my lower back loosened up so I can tee off. I do that several times throughout the round. But for those of those that are like me that have a lot of issues with our lower back, what are some of the things we can do there? Yes, I think the the two the number one most common uh, I guess cause or, or or relationship that we see to low back pain is going to be your lead hip being limited in its ability to rotate. Um, so basically, if you can't rotate into your for a right-handed player, rotate into your left leg or you know, vice versa for a lefty. Um, if that leg is limited, then basically you have to end up arching and side bending with increased, uh, you know, just increased distance. And then that, basically the over back gets overworked or the lower back gets overworked. And that's where it feels really, really tight. So it kind of feels good to bend over, touch your toes and kind of let those muscles stretch a little bit. Um, it's actually really easy to do. And I encourage, you know, let's, I mean, we can do it right now. Like we're, you're just sitting, you know, foot on the foot on the ground. And anyone listening should do this too. Um, you know, let's take if you're a right-handed player, do it with your left leg. If you're a left-handed player, do it with your right leg. Pick your, uh, so I'm, I'm right-handed, so I'm going to pick my left foot about an inch up off the ground. I'm going to try to kind of keep my knee where it is and just rotate my foot out to the side um, as far as I can go without leaning away from that leg. And normal would be 45 degrees. So if you think of your shin angle as kind of zero when it's you just pick that foot an inch up off the ground, rotating it out to the side, it should get out about 45 degrees. So obviously, 90 degrees would be parallel to the ground. So about halfway to there. Um, like, how far does yours go, Chris? I'm about 45 degrees. I feel pretty good about that, actually. That's good. Awesome. Yeah. So then, if so, that would be the most common. That that is actually a very uncommon for somebody to get 45. So the fact that you're there, then we would know that it's probably not a mobility problem. You're not a guy driving your Porsche into a brick wall, right? So <laughs> then. So, so then the question becomes, okay, you can get there, but it's more, more than likely for you that your tissue isn't uh, like strong enough, your muscles aren't strong enough to withstand that volume of swinging that you're doing. Uh, and for some people, that may be, you know, happen at 500 swings. For some people, it may happen at five swings. Um, you know, we've seen people at, of all different levels. You know, I had a top-tier uh, junior golfer who committed to Clemson when she was in eighth grade. She had been out for six months because she couldn't play. Um, she had phenomenal mobility, so she passed all that, that mobility test that you just did. But when we looked at her actual like tissue, like her ability to withstand how fast she was swinging, it was nowhere near what she could do. So the general uh, idea with that is, you know, the rolling, you know, loosening up the tissue and then helping it get stronger so that it doesn't lock up and cause that back to get tight. Um, so, you know, for instance, for her, she's walking multiple, you know, playing 36 in a day now. And, you know, we didn't do anything to improve mobility. All we did was get her stronger. Uh, and we say that a lot, a lot of times with people who have good mobility, um, but they're getting that kind of soreness. Like you feel okay going to bed and you wake up in the morning and you feel like you aged 30 years overnight. Um, right. That's usually just because of the tissue locked up. So one of the things you've talked about are, are rollers and, and I've seen, you know, videos and all that sort of stuff and people using rollers on their hips and the outsides of their legs and that sort of thing. And I've always thought, like, what what could that possibly do? 
Is that a massage thing? Yeah. What it, for, for for me and for those that have wondered the same, what does that do for you? That's a great question. Um, I think if you think of, you know, if you're wearing a long sleeve shirt or short sleeve shirt, you know, whatever type of shirt you're wearing, you have a sleeve and that is around your arm. So if you think of this sleeve, it basically is the fascia. So all of our muscles have a sleeve around them. It's called fascia. Um, so you think of if, you know, if you raise your arm up, you know, anyone listening right now, you know, raise your arm up and what does your sleeve do? It slides down your arm, right? So you're able to get your arm up over your head. Right. If you took your opposite hand and you grabbed the underbelly of that sleeve and held it like tight to your side, and now you try to lift your arm, does your arm go anywhere? Not as far, right? <laughs> feels no. restricted, feels tight. Um, yep. So healthy tissue, there's a very clean relationship between the, the sleeve and your arm or the sleeve and the muscle where they glide freely and they move. What happens when you don't have the strength or the tissue quality isn't great or there's been an injury uh, is basically think of putting double-sided duct tape under uh, underneath your sleeve and taping it to your arm. <laughs> and so that, that basically is the, like when you're holding your sleeve, that's basically what's happened. So what the, when you do rolling the correct way, your goal is to get rid of your hand holding your sleeve, to release the sleeve, and now your arm can return to normal. It's less than 5% of the time is it actually, even you know, guys who can't touch their toes, very rarely is it, a, is it a length issue where the muscle needs to be 6 inches, and right now it's only 3 inches. You know, I'd say 9 out of 10 times plus, it's the sleeve problem. Um, so I think there's a lot of videos out there, you know, people just rolling up and down on a roller and that actually doesn't do anything. It just hurts. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, right, the right way to do that, and we have a lot of these videos on our YouTube page. I think our exercise library, we're actually updating it. I think it's up to, I think we're about halfway of all the exercises that we have, getting them up there, and we got about 300 videos on there on the exercise. And so people can check out, like, rolling their hips, and we've got great demos on there on how to do it. Uh, but the key is what we call pin and strip. So, like, uh, actually for the hips, what I'd recommend is a baseball or a lacrosse ball you kind of sitting on the ground on it, and basically you roll around on the on the ball until you find a spot that really hurts. Usually it's going to make you yell out a four-letter word. It'll kind of turn your face bright red. <laughs> uh, that's, when, when you make that face, then you know you've hit the right spot. And then you actually stop. It's counterintuitive. You stop and you, you stay where it hurts, and one of two things is going to happen. It's either going to kind of release, and all of a sudden it doesn't hurt as bad, in which case that's good. That's the sleeve kind of relaxing. Um, the other scenarios if it really still kind of hurts then what we need to do is is kind of strip that sleeve out you know that restriction off and that's where we'd start to actually move your leg up and down while you keep the ball in the spot that's really uncomfortable um hard to, a little hard to verbalize but i encourage everyone just go to youtube go to far for success there's tons of videos there of how to roll how to do tissue work um but you definitely i always joke that i wish they didn't name it a foam roller because it gives a misconception that you just kind of roll up and down. A lot of people will do it like on the on their IT bands on the side of their thighs, and they just roll and roll and roll. Really, the more effective way is to you kind of roll until you find the spot that really hurts. You stop, stay on that spot, and then try to move your your whatever joint it is to get the muscle to move kind of out from underneath that restricted you know where that ball or that that roller is actually applying the pressure. Because the goal is that we want we don't want our hand to be grabbing onto our sleeve. We want our sleeve to be able to glide nice and freely, have a very nice gliding relationship with you know, the, the layers of the muscle, just like we, our sleeve. So do you recommend doing that sort of exercise, if you will, 
with like a lacrosse ball or should we be looking on Amazon or somewhere to find the right roller so that we can do it the right way? Uh, we're not affiliated with a rolling company, so they'll they'll charge you a lot of money. So my, my recommendation is go to like a you go to the local high school, you know, lacrosse field, steal a lacrosse ball from there, go buy a used one or go to your neighbors next door. You know, you can get a lacrosse ball for literally like five bucks or less. And that will do just as good as a job as a lot of some of these. You, you can buy, you can pay, end up paying 30 bucks for like a specialty trigger point ball or a, a fancy roller that vibrates and does all this other stuff. You can get really, really, really good results with a simple baseball that you found in your garage or your kid's lacrosse ball or, uh, you know, a softball. I think mean, the key is it just has to be hard. Um, and obviously the, the bigger the ball, the more surface area there is, the less it'll dig in. Um, so I think the two that I most commonly that we use will be a lacrosse ball and a softball. Um, but, you know, certainly a baseball works pretty good. Um, the laces can, can dig in pretty nice in some yeah, areas. Yeah, that sounds painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you have to, a little right. bit of a, a little bit of a, of a sadist sometimes in terms of creating pain <laughs> for yourself. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it is, it is really the one scenario and, and kind of health and fitness where no pain, no gain, like actually is, does apply. And that if you find something that hurts while you're rolling, that is unhealthy tissue. That should not, healthy tissue doesn't hurt when you roll on it. Um, if it's hurting, that should be a red flag to you. Um, and that, but that's the type of stuff after you hit those 120, take those 120 swings, Chris. You do that at night before you go to bed, and particularly if you do it in the right areas, guarantee you feel a hundred times better when you wake up in the morning and think, oh, maybe I'll go hit some swing again today. So it's it's about helping people to recover, particularly as we age, that recovery process becomes harder, and, and that's that's really, really key to the longevity in the game. So that's a great piece of advice, and I'm certainly going to take you up on that and see how it goes. I'll let you know. Um, that last piece, I mean, for, for someone like me, just turned 55, um, what, what being at home has allowed me to do is to try to actually start to get back in, in better shape because I, I don't lose the commute hours. I don't have to stop at a gym. I can just do things here at my house. But for those of us that, you know, maybe a little out of shape, maybe we're carrying an extra pound or two, what are some good exercises for us to kind of ease our way back into getting into shape? And then it may have a, you know, a, a good benefit for us as we start to play golf. Yeah, I think the low hanging fruit is definitely always the mobility side of things. Um, you know, we, we'll see just to give people kind of a, I guess a concrete number. I mean, we'll see just by addressing if somebody has mobility limitations, just by improving those mobility numbers within four weeks, like, you know, generally if you do it consistently, say three to five times a week for 15 minutes, you can certainly see two to three miles an hour of swing speed increase. So, I mean, you're approaching you know, 10 yards just by getting more mobile. Um, and then after that, then I think just the basics of, you know, body weight, you know, if you don't have much equipment and looking at, you know, body weight, you know, push-ups, body weight squats, um, you know, if you're looking at kind of double arm, double leg movements, those are, you know, the two, if we look at the the power of the movements that have the highest correlation to club head speed, because that's, Ultimately, if you're going to work out and with golf in mind, you want to do movements that are going to move the needle for you on the course. Um, and so that's where we look at the number one kind of correlation, the strongest relationship of any test we've we've looked at in over 1,200 golfers in our database at this point, the vertical leap or how much power 
vertically you can put into the ground is the number one correlator to club head speed. So that's where you want to think of how, different ways at home that you can work on getting getting or keeping your legs stronger. Um, so whether that's just basic squatting, uh, whether that's lunges, um, you know, stair, you know, doing kind of step ups. If you have a, you know, I have a hearth in front of our fireplace, you could do step ups on a hearth or um, you know on your porch. You know, it doesn't have to be anything fancy, but those would be simple exercises to get started that are going to have a direct impact in terms of how much force you can put into the ground, which has a direct impact on how much speed you can put through that golf club. Um, and then the other, you know, a seated chest pass with a medicine ball is the other one that's extremely highly correlated with, with club head speed. Um, so, you know, your ability to create power pushing through your arms, um, those are, you know, that, that's another one that's, you know, push-ups you can do anytime, anywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think those would be like with no equipment, absolute basics. Um, those would be good starting points, depending on age and quality of joints. You could certainly be looking at, you know, squat jumps. You could get into some, you know, simple plyometric kind of jumping activities at home. Um, but then, you know, most people then the next level would be bands. So if you have some bands at home, um, you know, then with bands, you can actually look at, you know, I always call it like a start kind of sideways and you kind of step and punch. So you're working on rotation, but you're working on, you know, sequencing are how are you are you driving off the inside of your trail foot, clearing that left leg, finishing on that lead leg, and did you start the motion with your lower body and then finish it with your upper body, or are you driving everything with your upper body? So that's a great way to simple exercise, work on some speed because it's not going to be a ton of load, but you can work on some speed sequencing how you're using the ground and kind of transferring the the lower body strength and that push power into a golf specific movement. Um, so those would be just a couple simple ones to start with. But very limited equipment, you know, obviously mobility first and foremost, but if you're looking for some strengthening exercises, those are or speed exercises. Uh, those are definitely some, some simple, easy go-tos that, that people could use. Chris, before I let you go, remind our listeners again how they can get more information about your company, all the great things that Power for Success and you are doing, and then uh, uh, follow you on social media as well. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, I think from what our conversation has been tonight, I think definitely for listeners, check out our YouTube page. That's going to give you the, a ton of value uh, in terms of exercises to try. We've got a number of episodes and practical episodes on there, a couple of different shows that we do, just kind of giving you a lot of information and understanding. You know, obviously, our website is, is par, the number four, success.com. Um, and I'd encourage anybody who is kind of serious about really wanting to play the game for a long time, maybe gain a few yards back that they've lost over the years, definitely check out the home assessment. It's it's a great kind of eye-opener. Um, and I always include with that, you know, I'm happy to jump on a call with anybody who wants to kind of go over their results, you know, personally with me and, and kind of give them some insight in terms of things that they could do. Uh, so that's just parfsuccess.com slash next. Um, that's all. Uh, so but I think that those would be some great resources for them to check out. Well, Chris, I can't thank you enough for coming back and being a part of the show and, and doing the, the uh, assessment again and putting it out there for our listeners to go check out. I know I'll be back out there again tomorrow checking it out again and uh, and certainly on the YouTube channel because I, I certainly have a ton to learn and uh, to get my get my hips back from being sore, get my lower back in shape, and, and uh, hopefully at the end of the day, adding uh, five to ten more yards to my drive. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, my pleasure, Chris. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, I'll shoot you over some uh, some videos. I think that'll be be of help. You have to report back and let me know how you're feeling in the morning. 
Uh, but some, right. some good starting points for you, I think. Thank you. I will absolutely do that. And then I hope you'll come back and be a part of the show again, catch up with you a little bit later this summer. We can all talk about how much better we're doing. Thanks to you. <laughs> We'd love to. We'll talk to you soon, Chris. All right. Take care, Chris. Okay. That's right. a great Chris Finn. Again, it's par the number four success.com forward slash next for that assessment. Again, I took it uh, well before the last time, probably after the first time Chris was on the show and uh, found out some areas that uh, I needed to work on where I lacked mobility. I'm going to go back out there and see, based on my baseline, what's new or different. Because, uh, you know, to his point, I'm out there swinging a whole lot more than I have in years, uh, more frequently. And, uh, boy, my hips have have been giving me a problem. I've had a a lower back problem for years and years. Uh, So figuring out how I can strengthen that tissue, that's something that that, uh, struck a chord with me is, when you roll around and you feel and you and you and you feel that sore spot, it that's just because the tissue hasn't been built up to where it needs to be built up. So that's that's at least a, a sigh of relief, and there's no injury probably there. It just needs to be strengthened. So I need to be strengthening. And for everybody who knows me, and I know my boy Angelo Kane will be listening uh, to this show as a podcast uh, probably later this week. The first thing he's going to say to me is, "You haven't exercised your legs. You do all upper body. You never do legs." You got to do legs. So I uh, will certainly be incorporating some of his, uh, some of Chris's videos from the YouTube channel into my routine. All right, folks, time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the Tee. My sincere thanks again to Bob Friend, Russ Holden, and Chris Finn for joining me. Please check out our website, nextonthetee.net, to stay up to date with what our guest schedule looks like. You can also stream this show on great podcasting sites. Can't thank the folks over at podcast.co, and that's just co, podcast.co. Those guys have been great to us, as as have the folks over on Podbean, very supportive of this show. Can't thank them enough for that. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, AudioBoomPlayer.fm. If you've got a favorite podcasting site, we're probably on it. Folks, Again, thank you so much for choosing to listen to this show tonight and continuing to make us a part of your golfing content. We really appreciate the fact that you come back and listen every week. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends.